How's it going, everyone? Hope you are doing well. Uh, before we get started, I just first want to thank everyone who has taken the time to listen, subscribe, like, share. Uh, we've had such an awesome response to everything. It's uh, pretty baffling. Um, but welcome to our second episode. Um, so excited for you to uh, listen to this one. Uh, I sat down with John Martinez, who is just an amazing dude, uh, amazing friend, and he is an amazing man of faith. Uh, we had a long conversation about uh, Enneagram, about enjoying God, and about what it looks like to have true connection and intimacy with community. So without further ado, here's my conversation with John Martinez. We're rolling. Wow, we're we're getting it. Yeah, I'm gonna drink some water real quick. Nervous? A little bit. Yeah, I guess <laughs> no. I am too. Every time I do it, though, yeah. um, I have with me one of my very best year friends, a good man, um, someone who's becoming an uncle to my daughter. Um, my wife and I think the world of him. His name is John Martinez. Uh, why don't you say hi or something? Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you that know John, um, John has his own podcast, and it was actually with John. John's blessing, really, that I kind of even started this, where I would blame Liz the most, then probably my you and my wife are right up there too, and mm-hmm. Ellen from our uh, yeah. from our small group. Um, and so, yeah, before we kind of get into it, who are you? Where are you from? Oh man, so uh, I'm originally born and raised in Texas, where at? Uh, New Braunfels, Texas, okay. right in between Austin and San Antonio. Okay. Um, love my hometown, love the people there, and. Mm-hmm. I uh, went to college at Colorado Christian University and found my way out to the Midwest about four years ago, Hmm. um, but came to the Quad Cities roughly three years ago. And uh, I I honestly didn't think that there was anything here for me, but I believe God called me here. Right, right. (laughs) And uh, as time unfolded, it's crazy, but I just have, you know, so many friends and a great community here, and Mm -hmm. it reminds me of home, so I love it. That's awesome. So why don't you live in Texas anymore, really? Man, I mean, you could make it super spiritual, you know. Yeah. Um, I I do believe I'm just called here for a season. So, yeah. hey, I mean, it, it, I could see myself living here. Yeah, um, for good. For good. I That's could. what we're all hoping. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's one of those things where if God's calling me elsewhere, I will go, you right. know. Um, and if it's back home. Definitely. I yeah. love my family. Love yeah. everyone down there. So it's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So that's so uh that's one of the biggest reasons why I want to have you on here too, is because I've gotten to know you over the last really last two years mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um I remember meeting you for the first time. The first images I had of you were just like wide eyed, always positive, always like, you know, believing the best about God and about people. And I remember being like, okay. Most of my references to people like that in my upbringing is there, and don't take any offense to this, hopefully, is is those people are usually fake. Yeah. And I remember talking to um, Jared, a good friend of ours, and I remember being like, dude, this John Martinez guy, I like him, but like, what's up with him? He's always happy. <laughs> like, and, and, and so, and then, um, and so just getting to know you, just like observing you, it was like, and then having some, I remember was, we talked to the, we talked to the gym one time after a class and you kind of opened up to me about some stuff. And it was like, in that moment, I realized like, man, it's not an act for you. 
Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's not um, something you put on. I What I love about you is you are the opposite to me in that it seems like you you uh, resort first and foremost to the positive or mm-hmm. to believing the best about God and believing the best about people. Yeah. Whereas I'm the opposite. I my my self talk is more negative. So I want to ask you to kind of start I things do that off. Too, by the way, so, do you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure we all do. <laughs> but like, first and foremost, before we, because like how we act is usually how we think. Mm-hmm. I want to ask, like, what does your inner dialogue look like? Being the person you are, man, that is a question. Wow. So let's just go to personality types. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's a good place Enneagram to start. Enneagram two or. Two. Or uh, if you're Myers Briggs INFJ, you're an and INFJ. INFJ. I'm an INFJ. Yeah, weird. Is, it is weird. But you're a two. Yep. Two. What's what's that like? What is that again? The oh two? my goodness! You're asking the wrong person, honestly. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, you're, you're you're Liz is a two as well. Yeah. My previous guest. Yeah. Two twos. So pretty much Liz. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, as far as inner dialogue, I definitely reflect a lot on things yeah i uh i'll take something in and see kind of break it down what it is what good is it or if it, if it's with people i kind of just like okay who are you um i want to know like your past in a way and it's so interesting for me because when i when i look at people i can kind of see what their life has been like yeah. Just by the expressions on their face, like the lines that show, it's like, okay, I can see that this person might have grown up with with a lot of resentment issues. Or if, you know, I, I see that they are, you know, like you're saying with me, just wide-eyed and something. Okay, mm-hmm. this person probably grew up with, um, you know, just a lot of joy, positive outlook and stuff. And so, yeah, I don't know. I kind of diverted from the question. but no, you're fine. Um, if if I fail at something, mm-hmm. oh my goodness! Like I, I kind of get in my own head. Or mm-hmm. If I see something as a failure, mm-hmm. I get in my own head, and I start judging the way I did things and the way people are perceiving me, or this or that. Like people don't like you, people don't do this. Oh, dude, you're fake, or like these. It's not real. Mm-hmm. All these different things. But that's that's the way I used to um, really go about those things. Mm-hmm. Um. But the Lord has done such a work in my life where rejection is where it really stems from. Um, I I had such a fear of rejection and it is, would paralyze me. Is that yeah. because you experienced a lot of it growing up? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in, in, I guess, more family or friends or family, social? Family, friends. Yeah. Um. But... I want to say myself, my my yeah. own my perceptions of myself and how others perceive me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's big. So that was a lot. I had a lot of isolation when mm-hmm. I was younger and stuff. Yeah, I I resorted to going out in nature alone and just spending time yeah. with God alone and just fishing and stuff and kind of like I guess you could say sulk in my own. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so so like so okay so. For me, yeah. I can relate to that a lot in that I had an upbringing where I had a, I had a relatively good upbringing. Yeah. I mean, we weren't rich by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents fought really hard to raise us in a Christian home. Yeah. Um, and just kind of my, and my, my, my parents instilled a lot of values in me that I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one thing I noticed with myself is people, because like I, with my negative self talk, um, is 
where I feel like that came from for me was uh, not enough people, I guess, in my life being mm. vocal about who I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I knew what to not do in life. I knew what the rules were, but I didn't know who I was individualistically. Right. That's right. I think that's yeah. the right word. I think it's a word. And so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't perceive myself as a creative person. I didn't perceive myself as, um, as smart or intelligent. Mm-hmm. So I just, so I resulted to the negative. Ah, uh, you're probably pretty dumb. Ah, uh, you're probably not very creative. I think for all of us, there's a place where that comes from. Yeah, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be that you came from an abusive home or anything like that, mm-hmm. but it also can come from there just wasn't anyone there to say, "Hey, John, you're really like discerning you." Is right. the best way to say that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So now being a dad, it's like I'm watching my daughter. Being, okay, it's like you're just trying to figure her out. That way, she knows who she is from her dad mm-hmm. before anyone else gets to tell her who she is. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was raised up in a great home. Yeah, you yeah. know, my my dad was in the military. Um, mom is just such a good stay at home mom, and she she raised us well. I you mean, had one of those, huh? Yeah. Both my parents worked growing up. <laughs> <laughs> my parent, my mom worked no, on I'm and kidding. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, my dad, my dad always worked, and my brothers and sisters are all great. You know, I mean, we all love each other. We yeah. have each other's back. You're one of five. Um, one of five. The middle. The middle child. I'm a middle child too. Yeah. Only one of three though. Yeah, I think I think for me it was just, I think this all came from, um, wanting wanting to prove myself. Yeah. Uh, my dad. I always wanted to to make my dad proud. Yeah, I really and that. it's kind of the way I saw God too. Uh, just wanting to serve him, you know, make him proud and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when I when I didn't receive that affirmation that I did well mm-hmm. or I, or I could have done better, mm-hmm. um, that to me was kind of like a sort of rejection. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, all I want to do is just be the best that I can be. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it wasn't that I would, man, dog on myself and I would just go back to the drawing board and man, all right, do I need to do more pushups? Do I need to do more sit-ups? Do I need to run more? Right. Um, or like in school mm-hmm. and, and I, 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 like you, I didn't perceive myself to be smart. Yeah. Um, I knew, I knew I was talented like in sports and stuff, yeah. but it's like, man, I Man, I'm I'm not really that smart. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I would that. I would be the quiet kid, you know. I wouldn't yeah. open up a whole lot. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't have bad grades or anything, but yeah. definitely wasn't in the top ten percent of my class. So were you were you anything like me? Because I was the type in school where I did just enough to get by pretty much. Um, to where I played sports and yeah. there was a certain GPA you had to hold. Oh yeah. So I knew that GPA. And I'll never forget freshman year. They told us you have to have so many credits to graduate. Mm-hmm. So it is. So I remember breaking it down by like semester and quarter, what it is I had to do per quarter. And I had a running total all year. <laughs> and there's actually classes I purposely just like, I'm not going to even try because I don't need this credit. Yeah. And like, and then it would reflect on my GPA. Then I'd have to kind of pick. So it was like, it was interesting being like looking back. I'm like, there, there was so much mental gymnastics I had to go through to map all that out. If I just would have like did my best, it probably would have been a little bit more mentally less exhausting. Um, but like, that's the thing is like, is, is for me is not seeing myself as intelligent, but then also not trying right near as much as I could have, you know? Oh yeah. Totally right there with you. Okay. I mean, 
Uh, I think cross country was the biggest thing for me. Yeah. And yeah, you're fast um, as heck. <laughs> I did, well, you ran like a five minute mile and at urban street games or something like oh, that. It was probably just under six or six. Well, yeah. Whatever. Same difference to me. <laughs> if you're under seven, you're fast. To me. That's funny. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly, I remember going to tutoring. Yeah. After class for math specifically. Yeah. I, I'll straight up admit I am not good at math. Right. So it was one of those things like, okay, just go to tutoring, go to tutoring. And I would try my best, but it was like, I couldn't remember all the formulas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I would just regurgitate what I memorized. Yeah. Um, and that's how I kind of got by like yeah. with, I would say geometry and, um, in college algebra yeah my senior year i was always in tutoring for really? just those two classes everything really? else was i was good you know what's interesting <laughs> about that too is so one of my one honestly genuinely one of my biggest insecurities as far as I guess what i do in teaching and in just trying to communicate well mm-hmm. is i get really insecure about the way my mind works um i talk about it from you know from from the stage quite a bit is i'm not a linear person and so to like it feels like for me to have like a cohesive thought or a, co- a cohesive message, I have to, it feels like I have to put in three, four times the work of someone who is just more like streamlined in their thinking. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I know for, for me, because my brain doesn't work a certain way, it made me insecure. And I think some of that does come from childhood too. So being in tutoring, what sort of effect do you think that had on your, maybe self-esteem even? Oh my goodness. It was one of those things where I felt embarrassed. It's yeah, like, yeah. why, why would you have to go to tutoring for these classes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like there's something wrong you know? with you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you're, you're not intelligent enough, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it was one of those things I would just keep it to myself. You're like, yeah, I got to, I got tutoring, but I wouldn't really tell anybody about yeah. it. I would just, all right, there's my grade. I got to be in it. You know, yeah, yeah, I got yeah. a high C sweet. Yeah. Good. Yep. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, it's like, who's it? Uh, I won't say his name just because I don't know how he, there's someone who we're both close to who, um, he's not good at reading. He just, it just, I, I can't remember if it's like a form of dyslexia or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but um, just reading comprehension isn't the best thing for him. And he's always been insecure about it. But you get him in certain scenarios as far as like problem solving. Um, he's one of the most intelligent people I've ever met it's in crazy. the way he thinks. Yeah. And, and, and I say that simply to say that like, it's so funny growing up in school. Like if you had a tutor or I remember I have, I think it's a relative of mine had to go to like special education classes, mm-hmm. but they are now in college and getting like some of the best grades of her entire class. Like she's way up there. And so it's like funny, we get these insecurities obviously because of kids are bogus about right. that sort of stuff. Yeah. But like, there's just a certain way in which each brain works. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, that's one thing I really value about you is your brain clearly works different than mine. You know what I mean? Hmm. And so, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I guess I just asked, I, I say that to simply say like, yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things where you can get really insecure about how your brain works or where you're deficient at things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I can almost guarantee given the right tools and given the right even mentorship, you'll find out your brain works in a very significant way, in a very intelligent way somewhere else right you know what i'm saying and honestly i believe right now i'm kind of discovering that really yeah how so um just with creativity yeah um i i i have a heart for for like nature and music Mm -hmm. and just 
bringing people into a moment of time that yeah. I'm experiencing at that specific moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just working on some new stuff uh, mm-hmm. with with doing that with just music and video and uh, incorporating it all and like I find that so easy to do. Yeah, but to to articulate in such a manner uh, that some people can, yeah. I find it very hard. You know, yeah, when yeah. it when it comes to like speaking or something like that yeah. on a topic, um, sure I can do well if I do my my research and study on it. But some people are so fluid sure. in how they, you know, just portray something and yeah, yeah. describe something. Yeah. So it's it's an area I need to grow in for sure. Um, which honestly, I admire the way that you speak well thank you and your communication skills thank you and um just taking it back to man when i when i first heard you speak i was like wow man this guy for one like he speaks well but two he has a genuine relationship with the lord yeah and uh i thought that was very cool well thank you it's funny you say that Uh, i was reflecting i preached this last sunday and um, anyone who's close to me knows I didn't love that sermon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and I was really reflecting, why not? Why didn't I? Um, and it was actually, I can't remember who I was talking to, but they were just kind of helping me process it. And where the, 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 the talks or the I, when, I, when I hate my own communication mm-hmm. is usually when my relationship with God is more lacking. Mm. Because I... Th- putting the spotlight on myself right now is because here's the thing. I was actually very proud of the work of that sermon. Just the digging I did. I did a lot of research and like, as far as what the actual words meant, historical context, what was happening around uh, just in Jesus's ministry and all that sort of stuff. Um, But what my personal opinion, what I was lacking was that connection between the head and the heart. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like where I had the, the, the words down, but there was just something missing between God and I almost. Not that, I mean, I read my Bible probably every day that week. I prayed, but I was just almost frozen, I guess, mm-hmm. a little bit, or just a little uh, cold yeah. towards him, I guess, a little bit. And so that's one thing I am, as I grow older, I'm learning more and more. You can say all the right things, but from the wrong heart. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that's a, And that's one thing I, I need to get better about, too, with God, is whenever I go to teach or something like that, it's like, I don't want this just to be a good message Right. that you can watch a Ted talk and be moved, mm-hmm. but it's something more to like sit at his feet, really feel his heart for something and then, you know, give it to a group of people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you're very good at that personally. Hmm. Um, whenever we sit down, whether it's amongst a kind of a, a small group or something like that, you, I notice you'll take a second and you'll just think through, and then you'll really, you'll reflect on what you feel like God wants to do. Like there was a, I, I love this story, is um, <laughs> as we were hanging out just after small group one time yeah. and out of nowhere, and now I, if, if, you, if anyone gets weirded about by this, whatever, this is unbelievable, is um, you're just like, hey, does someone need prayer? Like literally out of the blue, we weren't even talking about God. <laughs> we were probably talking about something really dumb and like unnecessary, right? And we're like, no, like, what are you talking about? You know, just kind of confused. Right. And then it was Cameron picked up his phone and goes, Hey, my girlfriend literally just asked me if I would pray for such and such <laughs> thing. 
And I'm like, all right, well, I guess we need to pray for that. And I just thought that was amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, and I, I, I love, you have a sensitivity, I mm-hmm. guess, that uh, can often be, maybe often, often be overlooked, but unbelievably valuable. Where mm-hmm. do you think you got that sensitivity? Is it an intimacy with him? Is it training yourself? Is it? Oh, man. Definitely intimacy with him. Yeah. Um, What's that look like? I, I'm honestly, I'm just taken back to my sophomore year in high school. Um, yeah. I really started seeking the Lord my freshman year of high school. Okay. Um, with my great friend Chris Martinez, and we're just friends. We're not. We're not brothers or cousins or anything. That's weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then what's even weirder yeah. is my wife's maiden name is Martinez too. Again, sister, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're all over the place. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I would just worship outside um, before like cross country practice or school. Yeah, and just sing my heart out to some Chris Tomlin songs. <laughs> Majesty of Heaven, if anybody wants to listen to it. Acoustic version. I'm sure I've heard favorite. it. I can't think of it in my head. Um, but I want to say it really started then. And mm-hmm. and it never left, you know, going to Colorado and stuff. Um, but I, I, I think it really started happening about three years ago. Yeah. Um, where... I would just feel this tangible presence mm-hmm. that somebody needs prayer for something. Mm-hmm. Somebody out in the world, they could be close to me or whatever. Like yep. I would literally just get this heat sensation um, in my body, whether it's in my right hand, my leg or something like that. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes somebody needed healing for that specific area of their body or sure. And the growing process through that for me was, okay, I always thought people just needed healing right. of something. Yeah. But it was so much more than that. It was, there were often times where people just needed someone to talk to yeah. or somebody else just passed away or something. They need some, some comfort, some yeah. encouragement. And so I've been more um, attentive yeah. to what the Holy Spirit is trying to do there. Yeah. So if this sounds too spiritual, but... That's just really what it is. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, let me play devil's advocate for Come a second. On, do it. So there's someone out there who's either on the fence, maybe not Christian, mm-hmm. or maybe even is a Christian, but hears, oh, shoot, this guy's talking about heat sensations. This is getting very charismatic very fast. Right. Or yeah. God doesn't do these sort of things anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a lot of schools of thoughts on that. Um, what would you say to that person? Hmm. Man. First of all, I'd get to the heart of the question. You know, yeah. where, where's your heart at? Why don't you believe that? Or yeah. what is it, you know? Um, why don't you believe that God couldn't do today what he did yesterday? So answering a question with a question? Oh, yeah. That's good. Um, not not for the sake of proving. Yeah, yeah. But for the sake of understanding where he's coming about from this. Um, because I... I you know, I was very cautious when it came to like charismatic circles. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I love to see unity. Yeah, yeah. But also, I don't like to be swayed away. I right. grew I grew up, you know, uh, in a lot of what are they called? Uh, conspiracy theories. You know, you're a conspiracy theorist. Oh yeah, heck still. Yeah. 
I mean, on a few things, maybe. <laughs> Denver Airport, if anybody knows. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's Some a sketchy weird. stuff there. Yeah, if I'm not careful, I'll find myself looking at, like, the top yeah. 10 most <laughs> mysterious places on the planet. Right, and right. Like, oh, man, there's, yeah. I believe, all 10 of them. And so, growing up, I was like, man, people have no idea, like, yeah. about the government or about these different things, you know? Right. But I wouldn't go out and make itself, kn- I wouldn't make it known. I would just think it in my head. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Just be aware and conscious of it. Yeah. And so... So a believer, I, but not an evangelist of it. Right. Got it. So so I erred on the fence of like, okay, just strictly word, or yeah. is it also the power and the gifts of the Holy Spirit too? Right. Because um, it's in there. Yeah. It's in the word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I I would say more so now it, they just they definitely go together. You Absolutely. have to have both. Absolutely. And it's amazing that we're seeing that. Yeah. Co- that we're seeing both camps come together now. Yeah. yeah. Um that sorry, that was a long explanation. No, you're fine. Yeah. No, I I love so I would get to know them, honestly. That's that's, that's I think it. that's that's huge because now we're kind of getting into, I guess, church camps, which is fine. Um, but like the thing I've always noticed is it was actually Robbie Zacharias who said, mm-hmm. uh, who's like the leading apologetics uh, guy and his crew of people. He said, when you're answering people, you're not answering a per- you're not answering questions. You're answering a person. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said that because like a lot of times, and I'm very very guilty of this, is I'll get caught up in I got to prove everything wrong. And then they're left with no reason but to believe, or they're left with no reason um, but to kind of come to my side of things. But the simple truth is, whether it's uh, believing God for healing or believing God, just that God even exists, whatever it is, most of the time, and I don't mean to uh, make a huge blanket statement for people, most of the time you usually find disappointment or hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like there's someone I know who has believed a miracle for his dad ever since he's been a believer, but it hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a life quality issue. And so like, yeah, what do you do then with a God who is a God who claims, a God who claims to be a healer, but hasn't healed someone whom you love very, very much? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that is really hard. That's a really yeah. difficult question. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and but the thing is, like, and I love that you said too, is a lot of people think oh because you believe god heals or you believe that god does miracles all that sort of stuff means you don't use your brain right that you're or you don't read the word of god <laughs> yeah. it's like well but first corinthians is very yeah. clear hey uh pursue love but earnestly desire the spiritual gift especially that you may prophesy and then mm-hmm. he goes into a whole list of things and my reply to that it's it's because i read the word of god and i take it very seriously mm-hmm. that's why i believe god is who he says he is he's yeah. a god of miracles he's a god of ability he's a god of healing and here's the truth. I so I'm a I, I love conspiracy theories. They're so fun. Yeah. But I'm also someone who I love listening to other people's perceptions of the world and of God. Mm-hmm. And th- there's one thing, one of my favorite people to listen to is Neil deGrasse Tyson. You ever listen to him? No. He's no. a I think he's a he's a is, an, is, it, is he a neurophysicist and like an astronomer? He so one of the most brilliant guys, one of the most captivating guys, and he's got one of the greatest voices ever to listen to. Wow. This guy, he has said himself, being one of the most intelligent people on the planet, understands science and understands the cosmos in a way that neither you I know. But he simply his stance on life and all that is, you know, we know what we know, but what we 
don't know far outweighs what we do know. And he talks in, he goes, he goes on the Joe Rogan podcast quite a bit and he talks mm. a lot about like the anomalies of the world. Yeah. And, um, the simple truth is for everything that is we have that has a law or a structure to it, the further out you get in the universe, the less it makes sense. And the, and the, and the more microscopic you get, the less mm. all those laws make sense. So the idea that anomalies aren't possible or their miracles aren't possible or that change in physical makeup isn't possible is completely to ignore what happens in the world every single day. And who is Albert Einstein who said, uh, you can live two ways of life as though there are no miracles or as though everything's a miracle. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's, 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 it's way too convenient to say, okay, there's things that happen in the world, but God can't do this. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Um, mm-hmm. That was a long way. That was a long tangent, but um, that was really good, though. Hey, thanks, man. Some good quotes. <laughs> I, for some reason, if it's a quote, I'll yeah. memorize it. Mm. If it's anything else, I probably yeah. will forget it. You know, Dang. the second I walk away from hearing that or reading it, you know. Um, you said something though, and I wanted to get back to, you, but I lost it. <laughs> um, no, I love your I love your heart for seeking to understand people, mm-hmm. um, because I think you're going to get a lot further than. Um, well, otherwise, so, so, oh yeah, okay, so let's get back to intimacy with come you, on, with God. Come on, Today, people are like, okay, I'm a Christian, or like, hey, I, I want to give God a try. Like, walk me through, like, what you would do mm. if you want to get with God right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it coming reading the word? Is it coming listening to worship music? Does it come in just talking to him? Yeah. Like, if I was in their shoes, or if... Like, for you personally. Personally, if I want to get to know God? Yeah, so, you, so first off, are you telling me there's a distinction... Between like you or I or you and someone else, between getting intimate with God. No, I know. Well, I mean, I think everybody has their own way. I think yeah. God has put certain things in each of our hearts that we burn for, like these passions. You know, let's say if I have a passion for fishing. Like I just yeah. do, and I get so much out of my time mm-hmm. with God and nature when I'm out there. I really do. And yeah. he teaches me things. Yeah. Um, but to somebody else, that could be solving math problems. <laughs> could have been my could have, that could have that could have been my math teacher. You know, yeah. like come on, they they freaking love this. Yeah. <laughs> they want me to experience it, so they invite me to tutoring. So, are yeah. you saying you go out and you go fish, and that's yeah. one of your ways to connect with God? Oh yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Um, yes, yes, just out hiking. Yeah. I it's it's where. I can reflect more and I can't remember where I heard this or anything. I'm not sure Mm -hmm. if it's true or not, Mm -hmm. but when you're in the city or things like that, there are definitely a lot of frequencies that are going on between your phone, you know, cell phone towers, cars, all that stuff. But when you're out in nature, you know, there's less of that, less things to disrupt what's going on, like in your brain. Um, So you're able to think clearer because there's less waves you're starting to sound like a hippie i know right <laughs> i'm kidding right? no I, I do i do subscribe to that though yeah because my um, wife's into this or she was in this thing called grounding oh yeah you heard of this no so like <laughs> apparently it's the weirdest thing i make fun of her all the apparently, time apparently is that a pun you, you're gonna ground your kid or something <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> so there's this thing apparently where you're supposed to go sit stand barefoot mm. on like grass or dirt i have heard of this and there's something with like the copper or minerals in the ground and it reflects into your body and you feel at peace or more one with nature yeah and then just to take things further she wanted to buy this like electric conducted blanket okay and plug it into the ground yeah. outside mm-hmm. 
that sounds like a disaster waiting to happen to yeah, me. That, All that, I'm thinking of crazy. lightning strikes. Right. My blanket catches on fire. I'm dead. You know what I mean? That's all I was thinking. I was like, no, that sounds dumb. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But anyway. You know what? Speaking on that real quick. Yeah. Um, E2. This is E2. a company okay. that kind of specializes in... Um, I don't know what the word is, but I guess harvesting that same frequency that the Earth emits... They harvest in, it? ...into a band so you can... When you sleep and stuff like that, you you have the same frequency of the earth and it just helps with alignment <laughs> and all this stuff. It sounds crazy, right? It does. But we actually sold it at Denver Mattress and yeah. we saw so many different improvements. And I don't I, really I don't think it's um um patented or anything. Okay. Uh, because he doesn't want to he doesn't want anybody like buying this or he taking wants to do this it for idea, the good of people. right? Yeah. Right. But he's selling and so, tons of them. Right. Right. And, and <laughs> what's amazing is apparently there are studies on this um, where it's helped um, kids who have like autism or sleeping disorders seriously to sleep. Yeah. Crazy. I'll be real. I am skeptical of all those things. I I know. But yeah. if you're seeing real results, like I'm not gonna argue with that either. You know, to each his own. You know. To um, each his own. Like, what was that big necklace baseball thing people were doing for the longest time? Everyone had one of those baseball necklaces on. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be the next Barry Bonds now. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you're not. You're going to go right? sit the bench with that necklace on. You're going to be the next Ninja Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. That was bogus. Yeah, yeah. But no, but, go back to fishing. That's what I love. Back like, to that, yeah. I, I know you. I know I have a good friend who golfs mm-hmm. to, and, and connects yep. with God. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people who go. I used to go disc golf a lot. Okay. And I would just go pray and sit with yeah. God and, and all that. Um, um, the way I've always looked at it is, personally, is uh, so there's my dad, obviously, and then I have three siblings. Mm-hmm. And I've always noticed how he spends time with each of us is different. Yeah. Like for him and I, we connect over like sports and movies. You know, we'll go see a movie together, then we'll go sit and talk about it and do dinner or something like that. Or I'll come over and watch the Bears game with him or we'll watch the Blackhawks game together. And we sit and just talk about life and all that. Um I'm with my sister. I don't know what they do. I know they hang out a lot, though. They seem like they go shopping a lot. They go to Sam's Club and Costco a lot, it seems like. Um, But that means nothing to me. And so I I bring all that up just to simply say that, like, I think a lot of times people look at people and be like, okay, they're just sitting in a room by themselves reading their Bible and praying. And I'm not, that's, I do that. I do that. But more so, it's have you spent time with him in such a way where you know what fills you up? And it brings you joy naturally, but then also brings you joy in him. Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that is that is that is it right there. Okay. For me, it's worship music. Yeah. Um so going out in nature, that's the first thing. But listening to worship music that just honors and glorifies God. And but the biggest thing is I can feel the intimacy that that person has with yep. God. And that's Man, that is just so powerful. Yeah. Um and not it. not to dog on Christian artists or anything, but right. there there are some Christian songs out there. It's like, what are you even speaking? That's not well, I, I, I don't even like I can't feel the power of his presence here yeah, yeah. either. You know? That's good. And to each its own. There are there are entry entryways and deeper, you know, things. Yeah. Um but yes, so I'll just bring up an artist. Yeah. Stephanie Gretzinger. She's nuts. One of my favorite like in a songs. Good way. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> She's amazing. Yeah. Confident. Very. 
and that's one of the songs she's written um, on her album Blackout. Yeah. I believe it's called. But anyways, that's one of my favorite songs. Um, and you want to know a funny story about her? Okay, go ahead. So we lived out in California for about for a little over a year, and uh, we went to Bethel Church. And I'll never forget it was a Sunday night service. And here's the thing: I I affirm the preacher. Like, yeah, good word. Right. Yes, yeah. yes, love it. Keep going. Come on. You know, those mm, sort of things. Come on. And Quote that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bring it. Yep. Yep. Say it again. You know, those sort yeah. of things. But we were sitting in service one time and I'll, and there was like, there's like four sections. There's two middle, then like wing sections. And the wing section, you know, you can kind of see like this, the side profile of a person. Yeah. We're sitting on a, in the center left and there's the wing left. And I can't remember who it was. And I was really enjoying the message. And there was this girl who kept just like shouting. Like just, I was like, and I, and like, I'm like, come on, what the heck? Like you, you you clearly, you don't have the microphone. So, you know, just pull it back a little bit. Right. And I just kept getting more and more irritated. And then until finally I just like went and looked over and guess who it was? Stephanie Gretzinger. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Okay. I guess you could do that. (laughs) Instantly (laughs) my countenance changed. I'm like, all right, I Mm. trust, I trust you're not being a punk right now. Um, so yeah, that was my first Mm -hmm. in the room interaction with her. Um, Mm. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's my funny story with her, but yeah, she's she's amazing. Her and Amanda Cook both are just yeah, yeah. amazing worship leaders. So that that's it right there. It's right. worship music, um, and then I just get into the word after that. I like I always yeah. just want to make sure my heart is just so right and like I'm ready to receive mm-hmm. what God has for me that day. Mm-hmm. Like, cause when you open that Bible, it's literally it's Him you're getting to know. Yeah. You know, yeah. and coming coming at it with that perspective like i'm about to to digest you know this meal that you've prepared for me thank you god like yeah. for your word thank yeah. you coming with the heart of thankfulness too instead of just like opening it up and like all right i'm just gonna read this today and because i used to do that just yeah. like memorize it and stuff but so there's a certain posture you come with yes yes definitely i think that's huge um I believe it it changes everything with my heart i, I just think back to jesus when he said you know out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. And it's like, what is genuinely in your heart? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Is it thankfulness or yeah. is it complaining? Yeah. Is it, that's good. You know, um, it's really good. Bitterness. Yeah. Or is it forgiveness? Yeah. And it really puts in perspective, um, just how important like words are and stuff and, yeah. and really getting to know what's in the text. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's live, it's the living word of God. Right. It's not dead. Right. So, yeah. So first you reminded me of something that I felt like I was processing with God yesterday hmm. was, so I, I last week was a rough week for me. I've, you know, talked to people about that. And then, um, I was really just feeling sorry for myself on Sunday night. I think it was. Yeah. And I'll never, I was kind of processing like, man, I just feel like I have all these burdens. Mm-hmm. And just instant, the second I said that, the second I said that, I somebody like in my head, some a thought came to my head was, well, if you're carrying a lot of burdens, you probably haven't given them to me. Mm, come and on. like that is one thing I personally have to really work on. Is you can almost like make yourself a martyr by like, man, I have all this stuff I'm doing, and I'm you know mm-hmm. just dealing with all this baggage and all that sort of yeah. stuff, and. And um, one thing I've always heard from people too, I can't remember why I heard this quote either was um, if you're, if you're struggling with burnout, you're usually depending on the wrong person. And I was like, yep. Yeah. And that was, and that was like almost like a moment like, that's exactly where I'm at. Like I have all these things going on 
I have all these amazing things going on, right. but there's no like joy in it, you know, there's no mm-hmm. like sense of uh, passion for it. And so it was like a real heart check to be like, okay, I need to actually actively get in front of him now and just like find a way, whatever that looks like to give him what I'm dealing with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not that I become complacent when I'm going through, mm-hmm. I don't take responsibility for what are my own actions, mm-hmm. but... I trust that he is Lord over my life mm-hmm. and that he's still sitting on the throne yeah. and that he's got everything covered. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And you just reminded me of that. Um, um, crap. I keep losing my train of thought with you. Well, it's you fine. just, well, you just reminded me of something too yeah. when you were speaking. Yeah. Um, it, it's crazy how, when we get to these places, like, dang, I just need to spend time with God. Yep. We went, we went however long to get to that point to realize crap yeah i need to spend time with god yeah because it didn't just but, have like a day right you know what I mean? <laughs> this this could have been like three weeks ago yeah exactly. you know what i mean yeah and um it's amazing how we are so we're so in tune with our body our body tells us like yeah. hey you need to eat right now yeah hey, you need to drink right now you yeah. are dehydrated this is what you need and spiritually speaking it happens as well but yeah. much later because we're just we don't find the importance of digging in and eating or or drinking of his word per se you yeah, know? yeah yeah that he's he's the That's living awesome. water and yeah. you know the bread of heaven you know yeah. and um and how we really do need it every day yeah you know yeah and that's that's where a lot of our man heart problems come from yep. is because we just haven't been seeking him today yeah in this moment yeah or at night yep and so that's the fruit that comes out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So so question then <laughs> yeah. for you is, okay, let's say this scenario, we've all lived this scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I always see people struggling with, or even I, you know, still struggle with to this day is, okay, things are going good. You're on a, you're on a hot streak of mm-hmm. spending time with God, all sort of stuff. And let's say something as insistent as like a vacation happens or a trip happens or like you work overtime or whatever, right? Something just gets in the way where you don't spend time with God. Or let's say you you really mess up something. Let's say an old addictive habit comes back into play, whatever. What tends to happen for most people, and I'm really diagnosing myself too, is mm-hmm. I then like almost shy away from him because of whether it's shame or whether it's worry or whether mm-hmm. it's like I get into this works mentality. It's like, okay, I got to earn my way back into his presence, mm-hmm. a way back at the table, so to speak. How, is there? Do you have any advice on how to combat that? Oh man. Yeah, I uh I definitely believe it comes with how you see yourself and how you see God seeing yourself. How, how does yeah. God see you? Do you know how God sees you? Um that, you know, 2000 plus years ago, yeah. a man named Jesus Christ yep. died and laid down his life so that you can become the very righteousness mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. And therefore, if you've received him, you are. Yep. It doesn't change. Yep. You can't get out of it. Yep. It's like a permanent tattoo. Yep. You are marked by the blood of Jesus. Right. And so with that being said, you're always going to be your dad's son. That's good. You always will be. Yeah. That's good. I love that. So what makes you think that by what you do can change that very 
fact or yeah. truth, I'll say, because it's it's higher than a fact. It's a truth. Yeah. And it's knowing that when you when you do mess up, mm-hmm. we tend to become like a dog with its tail underneath its body. You yeah. know, like dad comes in, it's like, mm-hmm. why are what's wrong with you? What's going on? You know, like, <laughs> why? yeah. Oh, that's why you peed on the floor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is why. Yeah. But he didn't come in that way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't come in that way. Yeah. It's, it's your actions that yeah. have kind of shown that to him, revealed that to him. Yeah. Um, and not saying that God wouldn't know cause he would. Right. But right. Now I hear you saying, yeah, he chooses to be present. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, and so the way to combat that is knowing that you're a son always mm-hmm. and knowing that he is doing a good work inside of you. Mm-hmm. If you're remaining in him, mm-hmm. he's going to prune off those branches. Yeah. And it's like you're saying, getting into your own works, right? Yeah. We, cause we're so trained. Hey, this is how you get better. Yeah. This is how you get better. Yep. But in this aspect, it's so different. Yeah. We're called to just rest in the finished work. That's good. Of Jesus. That yep. what he's done is more than enough to make me become more like him. Yep. And you have to believe that he's done that for you too. Yep. And that he's doing it. Yep. Um and when when you get in this works mentality, you then become in this place where Paul says where you can boast, you know, you, you begin to like boast in the in your works. But yep. Jesus by his grace, it's so it's by his grace so that we 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 can boast in him but not in our own works so no yeah, one yeah. can boast i guess yeah. you could say i'm yeah, like yeah. throwing that scripture around um okay. would you happen to know it now top of my head no yeah. i know what you're talking about yeah. though it's 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 something uh he talks it's it's him kind of dissecting he could yeah. i could boast right pharisee of pharisees mm-hmm. trained under gamaliel all that sort of stuff there you go but if i'm if it's like if i'm to boast i'm gonna boast in my weakness mm. more less than my strength yeah you know is it then it's when he, i think it's when he goes i was caught in the third heaven and I looked to my Lord and asked him to remove the thorn. And he said, my grace is sufficient. My power is made perfect in weakness. Right? Come on. Is yeah. that it? Well, that's part of it. That's part of it. You just reminded me of it <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, that's good. So it, it's, it's when um, he's like saying like, you know, I could I could boast about all these things that I did because yep. I worked harder than all of them. Yeah. All the other disciples, you know, but he said, yet not I, but the grace of God. That's good. Like he, he what happened was he just stayed connected to who Jesus was. Yeah. He never disconnected himself from it because he knew if he did, then he he it, it would be all him. Yeah. But it gives That's God good. all the honor and glory when you can point back to Jesus and say it was all by His grace. It was all by Himself. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. No, I I love what you said. There's I want to ask you a question on that, but first, um, it was so my daughter is nine months old now. Mm-hmm. And um, she's learning that if she extends her hands towards us, we'll pick her up. Mm. And I think it was, um, so she's two times has happened where um, she was at church and I could tell things started getting a little bit, commotion started happening too much. And she, she, she started to walk. So she was kind of crawling away. We were telling her, hey, stop, stop, stop. And then like commotion started happening. She got a little nervous and she turned around immediately, crawled to my feet and then just like put her hands up like for me to pick her up. Mm. And again, like it's such an allegory for what I think we are to God in that I think sometimes we allow shame to not allow us to extend a hand towards him. Yeah. You we know keep it saying? to ourselves. We're like, no, 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 no. I went too far. Mm-hmm. No, I did it again. I no, I didn't listen. Days. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's like, okay, there's no way I am any way, shape, or form a better father than he is. Mm-hmm. So there's, if I, for not even for a second, would reject my daughter's extension for me to grab her and pick her up and hold her, mm. how much more would he not reject my hand you know what i mean even if i just messed up i think there's such a desire in him to see like yeah you did mess up or you did say something you shouldn't have or you did you you kind of ran away from me let's let's even call it that but i'm more proud of the fact that you knew where your strength came from Mm -hmm. i'm proud of the fact you know who dad is yeah you know what i'm saying who dad is yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) sometimes that's scary (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Uh But no, I mean, that's just like, and that's the thing is my daughter, she didn't even know to do that for the first seven months mm-hmm. of her life, but she's growing and learning that. And I think there's a lot of Christians, especially young Christians who are like, I don't even know what to do. But if you'll just give yourself that time, like, yeah. you know, I just not feel like I'm that nine month old Christian mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, now I just know at worst case scenario, when I mess up, I just know the worst thing I could do is put more distance between him and I. He accepts me yeah. just as I am, even if... My moment of weakness, my moment of failure was mm-hmm. five seconds ago. Yeah. He still longs to look upon me with affection and, mm-hmm. and, and adoration and, and approval. You know what I mean? And it's that that like again, not that our not that, that we you know are perfect, mm-hmm. but he's made us perfect. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't fully understand that. No right. claim to. Um shoot. Again, you had something and I went on a tangent and I forgot to um Mark, what I wanted to ask you and a follow-up question on that. Well, there's plenty of grace. So right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, w- I was thinking when you said that she when she, she just extends her hand yeah. to you, it, it, it reminded me of the scripture when it says, like, it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Yeah. You know? Yep. Like, I think she knows that you're not going to deny her. Yeah. At this point, she knows yep. that if she does that, she's going to get what yeah. she wants. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, That's good. And not that God, God is not a vending machine or anything. You know, he is relational. We don't just go to him and, and it kind of, hmm. we don't go to the pew to get a clean slate. Yeah. And then go about our business. Right, right. We we come to him in such honor and humility and and ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. from that place. Yeah. You know, of knowing of just knowing you messed up, whatever. It's a relationship. It's like you and your wife, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um and not not re- not keeping score of your own sin. Yeah. I think that's really it right there. Yep. Don't keep score of your own sin if right. Jesus has already washed it away. Right. Your your past, present, and future. Right. If you mess up, man, like literally just shake the dust off your feet, claim who you are in Jesus, and by his grace, it won't happen again. Yeah, yeah. By his grace, you'll become more like him. Right. Um, Continuing from that place. Yeah. And... That I, I think that's one of the biggest things, especially for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I, man, if I messed up or did something wrong, it's like, okay, I can't speak about God right now. I can't do anything like yeah. that. I'm not living the way he's called me to. Right. And so I wouldn't. And there was a season in my life where I just didn't do that. I was yeah. like, nope, 
I'm not living the life I should be. Yeah. And I knew. Yeah. And but God in his great kindness and mercy yeah. was still open arms That's when awesome. I when I came to him again. Right. You know, even though I was his doing things that I wasn't supposed to be doing, yeah. you know, yeah. in sin. Yeah. Um like I'll just yeah, like in college, got addicted to porn again. Yeah. You know? At a Christian college, I yeah. went because I wanted to know Jesus more and be around people more. Yeah. But I didn't see that. Yep. And I got shamed and condemned yep. for how I was walking. Yep. And so I went back. I just went back into it because it was comfortable yeah. and it was easy. And yeah. I, that's the way that I I felt connected to something. Yeah. And man, I'm just, I don't even know where this came from. No, but, you're good. Um, but man, but realizing it was such a heavy chain around my neck and arms and feet mm-hmm. that like I, I felt it when, when I would just walk the shame and guilt and condemnation mm-hmm. to where genuinely knowing that I'm free in Christ mm-hmm. and walking in transparency has been the biggest blessing ever. So like ever confessing it i guess or to people uh, to god to to just i would yeah i would say to people yeah definitely to god it's like yeah. knowing that there is no hidden thing in my heart yeah yeah per se yeah um and i don't say that like to say okay now you just confess and do this post it on instagram do this and you're gonna you're live good. you're gonna live Run in your such race, a baby. better way yeah no that's not what i'm saying yeah what i'm saying is like i genuinely know who i am in the lord Yep. And like that I can just like walk that out per se. Yeah. Um and not be ashamed or anything yeah. of it. Like and there's it it's it's kinda like freedom from sin. Yeah. Not or freedom from the power of sin, I'll yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. Um because I know I, I definitely still sin. Yeah, I know, for I, sure. know I definitely still have certain thoughts here and there, right. you know. Absolutely. But my that is not my heart. Right. You know? yeah. My heart is to get to know him more and yeah. But I think you quick. do that well. I think you do yeah. that. Let me just say, I think you do that really, really yes. well. Is I think that's what people encounter with you is not you're not a perfect man. You don't claim to be, but you're a man who knows his identity. You're a man who knows what he's rooted in. You're a man who doesn't like. It's very. Hard. I've. I don't think I've ever really seen you waver from God is good and He's called me a son, and He's done the work and I don't. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like you. Yeah. That's and that's something I struggle with as as a as, you know thirty years old and I still struggle with it. But it's like it's 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 in I, I look at you in admiration mm. because you're just you know that's your default. You know what I mean? And I think that's why people are so drawn to you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what were you gonna say? Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure, but <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say it. it it's kind of like going back to the the drink and the food. Mm-hmm. Like, no man, no matter how rich or poor you are, mm-hmm. you can't go without those things. It's true. Yeah, it's what makes us equal. Yeah, and it's like that in the kingdom as yeah. well. We all need that time with Him. We all need these things because as soon as you don't, you will become spiritually poor you will become you know stuck in your own depravity yeah but he he's he's after liberating you and after you he's after you 
to enjoy him. Yeah. He wants you to enjoy him yeah. in every area of your life and to keep him as an anchor. Yeah. And through the storms, through the good times, you stay thankful in, in that identity. So I that's think all we, I got on that. I think you just said something very huge too because I, I a lot of junctures in life where I've either just become a professional Christian mm-hmm. or I don't enjoy ministry so much or I just don't enjoy what I do or I'm not enjoying the people around me. Re- like, yeah, it can come down to I'm not enjoying the things. Mm-hmm. But if I'm honest with myself and I do a little bit of digging, it's probably because I don't enjoy God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'll never forget, I can't remember, there's a, there's a parable where I'm going to probably mess this up. So those people who take the Bible really seriously, don't get mad at me, is where there's he, he hires a bunch of workers, hires mm-hmm. some at like noon, some yeah. in the evening, some mm-hmm. last hour before, you know. And the first guys were just stoked to be there in the beginning. Right, they're just man. We're just happy to get some work. We're just happy to work for somebody. To 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 fast forward this is, then all of a sudden they they go to get paid. The guys who showed up last or only worked for an hour get paid first, and so then the guys who were there all day are like, oh crap! If they're getting uh, what they get, we we're gonna get triple that, quadruple that. But then they all get the same thing, right? And then so, then the 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 hire the the guy who hired them all pretty much says like, you were just happy just to be here. But now because I give the same thing, you now have a claim on what I give. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that I get caught up. I personally can get caught up in what's everyone else getting, what's everyone else got, mm-hmm. how, how, you know, how, you know, whether that's finances, whether that's opportunities, whether that's um, create creativity, all that sort of stuff. When it's like, wait a second, no, just a week ago, you were just enjoying the process. But because you got so focused on what other people have or what other people are doing, you stopped enjoying what you were just stoked to be, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To be in the room for. Yeah. And I think that's a huge thing is, is we have to ask ourselves in the midst of our Christianity, in the midst of our Bible reading, in the midst of our worship, in the midst of our going to church and Mm -hmm. going to small groups and all that. It's like, are we enjoying God? Because if we're not, man, you're missing the very purpose. Comparison will kill that. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Comparison kills everything. Yeah. 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 But no, yeah, I think that's a huge thing for me. And and I love that you said that is like Mm. in the midst of everything you're doing, are you enjoying God? And that's a huge ask for some people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what he's after. Yep. Man, if you can enjoy God always. Right. uh, I think you genuinely will have thankfulness in your heart. Yeah. You know, you genuinely will have the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that you're so optimistic that it's unreasonable. Yeah. You know, that's yep. not what I'm saying. Right. Um, there are real things that happen. People are getting persecuted, you know, yep. around the world, like Christians are brothers and sisters and right. we, sh- we ought to be praying for them and, and for supporting sure. them, you know, and doing those things. So that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is you could be like Stephen who is rejoicing looking at heaven while he's getting stoned. Right. What do you think are... Isn't that crazy? Yeah. What do you think are the steps to getting there? I mean, we're kind of like trees, you know? It doesn't happen overnight. (laughs) Yeah. There's a seed that's planted. Roots are grown. Yeah. Yeah. And you grow. But what do you need? You need that sun. You need that water. Mm -hmm. You need that car... Is it, you know, the oxygen? I almost got it wrong. They <laughs> Wait, don't plants they, take in carbon dioxide? And then they put out Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right? Okay, okay. No, I, did, right. I did have it right. You yeah. got it right. <laughs> but 
<laughs> it's it's a process. It's yeah. every day. There's there's a watering. There's a a nurturing. I guess. Are you nurturing your soul? Yeah. Mm. Are others around you nurturing your soul to see you grow? Yeah. To see, and that's why I think encouragement is so huge. Yeah, I agree. Correction is so huge. Yeah. Oh crap, that thing. If it's in this, if it takes all this in right now, it's gonna drown. Yeah. We need to stop giving it all that water. Yep. You know. That's good. Um, and so just healthy balance of, of life. And and for a Christian, that's man, you gotta be in community. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things you can't be isolated. Seriously. Um it's huge. Yeah. <laughs> community. Are you getting in the word? Are you spending alone time? Yeah. It's crazy that Jesus often withdrew. Even though people came, it's like at a concert, you know, oh my goodness, he's here. And but he's backstage getting a drink of water right. and resting yeah. for the next performance. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's same good. deal. That's yeah. what Jesus did. Yeah. To spend time with his father. And if he did it, we need to. For sure. So set those healthy boundaries, you know. Yeah. And quite quite honestly, to be frank, I've hung out with a lot of people lately. Yeah. It's like, man, I need to make sure I get recharged and yeah. refueled and, you know, yeah. have those boundaries. So that's yeah. self-reaching. But yeah. Yeah. Was it someone, someone said to me years ago, you just reminded me of it about encouragement and confrontation or correction. Mm-hmm. Someone said to me, uh, you have to be willing to confront someone as much as you're willing to empower come on and like vice versa yeah and i remember thinking like man that's huge because like there's there's Mm -hmm. if i'm honest there's people in my life who are very easy to confront for me but but then it's almost hard for me to encourage or it's you know my knee-jerk reaction isn't to encourage Mm -hmm. then there's people who are really hard for me to confront but it's really easy for me to you know what i mean so either or and it's like you kind of have to have that both you have to have Mm -hmm. both you know what i mean and like you need both because not everything we do is perfect. Not yeah. everything we do is 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 rooted in in in, in God's grace or His goodness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And so, uh, I think that's been a huge pivotal thing, even for myself. Is usually correction correction used for me used to mean like disapproval, but having people around me who are like, oh, hey, no, man. you know what yeah. I'm saying. You begin to love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 so like having people around me who are willing to confront in a healthy way or correct mm-hmm. in a healthy way has you know really pushed me in a lot of ways, but then also having people who are willing to like encourage you. Mm-hmm. Um, because me, my Enneagram is a four. Um, and uh, Enneagram, I always pronounce it weird. Enneagram. And my biggest issue is the inability to see where I do good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just a yeah. constant, uh, hamster wheel of trying to do more, trying to be better, trying to find this idealistic mm-hmm. portion of life and not realizing I'm probably sitting in the midst of it. I just, it's just not going to be perfect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, I don't know where that came from. To that point yeah, though, yeah. for like anyone listening, yeah, I want to let you know how important it is to encourage your yeah. pastors, your leaders. For sure. Um, they need it much more than you know. For sure. We're just like you. <laughs> yeah. We don't have it all together. Yeah. We know the one who does. But everybody needs encouragement. Yep. And absolutely. Whether it's a message or an article or whatever the case may be. Yep. Everyone needs it. So no, I think it's yeah. huge because I mean, you I mean you know our churches we're working really hard to get more leaders involved and to create a more uh, as you say pluralistic leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just you know, and and you know, I've done work, I've done ministry where it's like, man, 
other than maybe one person, I feel all alone in this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, that's why I think you see, I mean, the stats from ministry workers who like leave are just like unbelievable. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like stoked just to say I've been doing it for about a decade. You know what I mean? I've defeated a lot mm-hmm. of statistics. I mean, don't get me wrong. There has, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I'm like, Lord, just let me quit. Like, just let me step aside. Let me just do something normal for a mm-hmm. little bit. You know what right. I mean? But um, seriously, by his grace, I'm still kicking it and doing it you know so and that's yeah. what what it's all about right it there is, right yeah. we're all back to it yep no kink in the hose on that one <laughs> that, was <laughs> that was good cheesy. that was good i liked that i've never heard yeah. that before how long what time do you gotta go uh probably like 15 20 minutes 15 20 minutes yeah. okay it's 9 14 you gotta be work at what 10 mm-hmm. okay that's life isn't that amazing yeah we're just doing life right now you are yeah. you do it very well though you know like, so well i mean I try. You you do. <laughs> so back yeah. to Enneagram. Yeah. Let's get on that again. Oh shoot. Let's get on that train. So here's so people there's a lot of misconceptions with Enneagram. Is a lot of people and I and and I've seen this, is a lot of people, well, okay, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a four. Mm-hmm. So just everything I do is four. Right. And don't expect me to ever not be a four. You know what I mean? You yeah. know what I mean? That sort of oh, stuff. Yeah. And it was actually uh, our good friend Cameron. Mm-hmm. He quoted something that the the purpose of it isn't so much to stay stagnant in what you identify as, but it is the, kind of the invitation to a journey to identify both positive and negative attributes of who you are and, gr- and, and, and see growth in the journey of change. Mm-hmm. And I actually really love that because, man, there was... Uh, so when I took it, found out I was a four, found out I'm pretty much in like emotional basket yep. case you know like that typical creative person like sort of stuff and i just resented like 80 percent of what was written about me um but like having heard that and doing you know and kind of processing with some people it's like no 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 like there's some very beautiful things about who you are but like you're also not powerless to change and so what are you doing you know I'm actually looking <laughs> for what a freaking Enneagram 2 is. Yeah, you should. <laughs> um, From what I know, you guys are like deep empathizers. Well, I mean, I can well, definitely hit say on that. that. Yeah, I can you, definitely say that about myself. It's, yes. it's been a strength, but also a great weakness. Uh, How so? So naturally, it's easy for me to see if somebody needs encouragement in an area yeah. or, or uplifting. True. Um. I can just I can feel it and I can see it. Yeah. In your eyes, everything. Yeah. And but most of the time other people won't know because I won't make it known. Yeah. Um why not? Well, it's it's more of like an observation. Yeah. Well, and, I just think there's a lot of deep wisdom in that. Yeah. Um and the timing. Ti- I think timing is everything when it comes to encouragement and stuff like are they ready to receive something, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't say that to, I don't say that to, in the fear of rejection. Yeah. Um, but I believe that there is a right time to go up to somebody and Absolutely. talk to them about it. Absolutely. Maybe they need to process a little more. Yeah, yeah. That's um, good. So deep empathizer, right? Yep. Definitely a strength to see those things, but weakness because oftentimes I can see what's going on in a person's life mm-hmm. and then I think, oh crap, I can help them out in this area. Yeah. So it's like I then see myself as like this savior to their problems, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, 
And it's like, no, you're yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't recognize that until later on. It's like, oh crap, dude, you, you probably just should have, you know, maybe just talk to them a little bit more yeah. or something instead of like coming at their problems to solve it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, cause I want to see them healed. I want to see them grow. And oftentimes there could be a wrong perception about it. Oh yeah. He's just trying to talk to me when That's, it comes to like a girl, you know, yeah. it's like, Oh, he's just trying oh, to talk. He's to just me. trying to holler. Oh uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's trying to get some digits. Nah, <laughs> maybe no <I'm> kidding <laughs> uh, but They're not uh, always wrong right right <laughs> that's awesome. and so i mean there's that you know perceptions like yeah that's the other thing too yeah. is i hate having a wrong impression it's like no that wasn't my intention yeah. like i promise you yeah um so oftentimes i kind of just shy away from it yeah, all yeah. in all it's yeah. like yeah they're probably gonna think i'm you know trying to get in on this so that's no. funny i'm seeing the uh symmetry in you and Liz now because you and Liz <laughs> both are deep empathizers and then you both long to help people and long to like give people I don't know if it's like the tools or like yeah. maybe think about hey here's how you can think about this to help you out of feeling this way or going through this or you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so I see that in both of you a lot that's really interesting because yeah there's times you'll come up to me and you'll you'll say something like you doing this or like we do in this or like, or you'll say like, you'll say something very almost cryptic, but I know it's loaded. Yeah. You Ooh, know what I mean? That's good. Yeah. And I'm like, what does he know? <laughs> what is he sensing right now? You know what I mean? Like, cause, um, um, yeah, I've noticed. And it's funny you say that now. Cause I'm like, you've done that to me before. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't know if it was just like to see if I would take the bait or what, but yeah. Probably a little bit of both. I like to fish, so you do like to fish. <laughs> fishing, fishing for men, and fishing for hooked. emotions. Yeah. Mm, something like that. <laughs> Um, but I did find it real quick yeah. if if you want to know a little bit about the two. So yeah. uh, it says specifically to me, like I identify most with resor- resourceful features. Oh, no, that's not it. Oh, but Enneagram style too. That's the core style, whatever. Yeah. Um, I identify with the less resor- resourceful characteristics of uh, the neighboring auxiliary style three. Really? And, mm-hmm. That's mine. Uh, no way. That's my wing. Is that yeah. right? I'm not sure if it's wing or whatever. I just know when I'm at my most relaxed state mm-hmm. or like when I'm, I resort to the more of three, like the perf- I go, I go very, very perfectionist mm. and like excellence driven. Yeah. I have that too. But then when things aren't excellent and things aren't like idealistic, oh man, I, it emotionally eats me up and it's, it's a very strong, like that's the thing is like, again, if, if I feel like I said something wrong in a message, mm-hmm. right? I just yeah. maybe people took it wrong or I just, you know, little bit like I didn't actually mean oh, yeah. it that way. Yeah. Dude, I will sit up Sunday night as I'm going to bed and it'll just eat at me. And it takes it takes a lot for me to let it go. Oh, yeah. I, I think the same thing, yeah. as, especially with the whole podcast deal. You know, it's like you want to make it to be perfect, enjoyable, and just like... And if you don't get the response, it's like, oh crap, I did something wrong. What I do? Yeah. What I do? What I do? What I do? Yeah. And you go back and yeah. check it out, and it's like, dude, chill out. It was good. Yeah, yeah <laughs> or exactly. whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but lastly, under stressful conditions, mm-hmm. it says I'm a resor- resourceful style eight. Oh really? Isn't so that you start picking and you're oh one of those? yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> if things don't get done or something, or if uh, if I'm on a mission to get this checklist done, yeah. Or if I'm not seeing anything happen, yeah. I will get like kind of confrontational. 
That's with other people. Funny. Yeah. And like, okay, hey, this needs to get done. Hey, I don't see this happening. Hey, I don't see this. Yeah. But because I haven't seen the change. Yeah. You know? Yep. And so it's very interesting, right? Because very interesting. Because I am super empathetic, but at the same time, it's like, I okay, here's the thing. I got it from my dad. Really? My dad is very much like that. Mm-hmm. I right, get these things done. And I got my empathetic side more from my mother. Okay. And so... I would say that's where all this Enneagram stuff came from. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or God, just maybe that way. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, all I got. Well, so with Enneagram, mm-hmm. um, how do you look at it? Oh, how do I look at it? Yeah. Um, I see it as a tool Yeah. to bring a body of people together Yeah. that will complement one another and there are weaknesses and help each other in their strengths. Like hmm. that's the way I see it. I see it. It's it's kind of like the uh, scripture in, in in the Bible where it talks about the body. You know, the hand, the feet, the eye. Why is why is the eye trying to be the ear, yeah. etc. Um, and I think in the same manner, whether it's a work environment or not, we all have our strengths and weaknesses, and we can complement each other. Right. And so, therefore. That's the way I see it. I That's see good. it as um, opening the eyes of other individuals around you and what they're gifted in and encouraging them in that gift, mm-hmm. supporting them in it, while also encouraging them and lifting them in their weaknesses by your strengths. That's good. Um, I like that. And real quick, just bring that to church. There are offices, right? Yeah. In the body. Yeah. And we're we're talking about this whole charismatic and um word camps, you know, yeah. reform camps, I guess you could yeah. say. Yeah, that's my favorite word. And we need each other more than we know. Oh, for sure. You know? Like yeah. and we're kind of doing the same thing. We're kind of picking at it like, yeah. oh, hey, you're Enneagram two, I'm Enneagram eight. We can't get along. Yeah, yeah. Hey, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. I got to be with other Enneagram 2s or Enneagram 8s and create our own camps. Right. When really, it's meant to draw everybody in for the benefit of a population. Yeah. Of that's a good. people. Yeah. And so I that's the way that. I see it. Yeah. Um, no, I, I completely agree. I com- I think it's, I think one of the things that is hurting Uh today and maybe even specifically the church is lack of self-awareness i I, you know i watch people a lot you know um we have we're under this weird place right now in the world where in order to be unified we all have to be the same yeah and one i don't think that's possible really if you're really being honest with yourself we're not all the same um and i don't i don't mean that in any like dogmatic sort of way but I actually think that true unity is found in diversity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think that's why, like, like Pastor Dan and I, I think that's why we've stuck together so long. And and, and it's been, we've had our issues, don't get me wrong. But, right. like, we're so opposite in so many ways that mm-hmm. it just, it works. My marriage works because my wife is just a different personality than me. You know what I mean? If we were both fours, we'd both never talk to each other. And we'd both think we were, you know great one second and hate our lives you know the net it would just be this mm-hmm. up and down roller coaster where she's just the even keel person and without sort of that anchor to draw myself back to 
um, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be a mess, man. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I've learned so much from her, you know yeah. what I mean? And I hopefully should be able to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think that's the, I think anything that isn't used for growth is a dangerous thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like you said, it's not to, so that we retreat back into who we just are fatalistically, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, what can I do with this information now? Yeah. How can I change? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, where do I need to, what do I actually need to change? Where's, where's it actually a character flaw? You know, um, yeah. and where it was actually was actually, but then also too, I say this, owning where you're gifted. Mm-hmm. Good friend of ours said to Come me, and, and I've been working, I've been like intentionally working on this every day. He said to me, you "Need to understand, Nick, you're a gifted dude. You need to own your gifting." And I'm like, "Crap, you're right." And so it's just been like that, constant again, trying to help with some of that self talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean to sound like 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 a self help self help book, but like. Owning where you're gifted, owning where you benefit Own a group it. of people. Yeah, exactly. And so I think you do that very well. Thanks, John. man. Yeah, of course. Um, it's about close. Um, where, before I let you go, um, where can people reach you? Where can people find you? What is it you do? I, I kind of mentioned it, but let's get yeah, real quick. Yeah. You could do your own podcast. Yeah. Inspiration to many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Thanks, it man. Is. Seriously. So, yeah. Um, well, my number is, no, I'm just kidding. So you could find me on Facebook, um, one of Nick's friends, Nick Tapia's friends. Yep. And you could find me on Instagram too. Um, so yes, yeah, I do, do have my own podcast called the Life Change Podcast. Don't be humble. And, um, <laughs> You're kind of out like, there. Oh, I, do uh, I mean, I do. Um, <laughs> but I'm actually so honored that that you interviewed me. Of course, you know, man. I, because I, I just see so much p- potential with your podcast. Well, thanks, and, bro. Um, it's amazing. You're just speaking into my life, too, and yeah. on it. And it's something I feel alive doing. Right. Just hearing the hearts of people. Yep. And it's it's like you can just draw out so much more. Yeah. And for other people to just eat it. And yeah. um, that's my heart behind yeah. it. I just want to encourage people. Yep. and help them grow so people go to instagram and just type in life change the life change podcast uh, actually i think it's um the lcp okay yeah. i'll try to have links yeah. in our description and all that yeah, sort of yeah. stuff too and um, then you're on facebook on that I too aren't you am, yes. the life change podcast yes that's okay. right yep you can type it in there okay we'll um, have links everything we can get for it yeah cool thank you so much nick um, of course, man or you can find me at Rock Church or the Foundation every once in a while at 5 a.m though often. right yeah I've, I've been trying man so yeah, you're killing it um yeah, just trying to be balanced, you know, get yep. everything in. Yep. And also, I do work at McLaughlin Motors in Moline, Illinois. So Come buy a car. If you need, a, if you need car. a car or a Subaru, I'm yep. your boy. Yep. Come holla. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm op- I'm an open book. And I'd you're love single to too, to right? People. Oh, dude, you're going to throw that out there? <laughs> oh, man. Just kidding. Damn. I just thought it'd be fun. Oof. Woof. Yeah. Hey, what does that mean, woof? you oh wow so a good buddy of mine yeah college sorry uh, i'm dragging this mm, on uh his name was peter uh-huh. but uh, we ran cross country together uh-huh. and one of the things he would always say was woof just like after eating something good or somebody said something or a hard beat or whatever yeah. he would say that okay and so i was like dang that's kind of cool yeah and uh I, I stole it from him man that's but good. i give him credit i give him credit that's good um 
rad dude because well, there's sometimes i send you a message yeah. and then you'll say that yeah. first and foremost or like i'll say something to you and you'll say that and i'm like what is is what that is good that, is yeah, that bad? oh yeah it's always good it <laughs> okay. is always okay. good okay yeah that's good well awesome that is my man john martinez thank you mm. for listening and um check him out on facebook instagram um and at rock church as you so lovingly said and mclaughlin motors check it out where's that at it's in uh, Moline, Illinois, Moline, right off of John Deere. John Deere. Close to Walmart. Cool, man. Or awesome. Chick-fil-A. Or Chick-fil-A. Where heaven comes down. That's You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah, no it. No problem. Love you, Nick. Bye. Love you, too. Bye.